give to you your feature presentation. Presenting. Down for the one, two, three podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Dallas One Three Podcast episode number 45. Holy shit, there's 45 episodes of this. Wow. Um, I'm not going to lie guys, this is going to be one short and quick ass podcast. We're looking about half an hour purely because um, I'm just a bit busy. Uh, I will be back ready for tomorrow though. Big day tomorrow. Draft day. It is. Um, but yeah, um, just been busy, I don't know why, like, been doing shit, but on the plus side, if you want to go check out the YouTube channel right now, we have, I believe, all of them, bar the Sasha, the, but the only one I've, only match from Battleground I have not simulated is the Battleground match between Sasha Banks, uh, Charlotte, Dana Brooke, and then, you know, her partner, whoever it may be, um, and that is just because we don't know who the bitch is going to be with. So, fuck it. Um, but yes. Uh, just check out the YouTube channel. But yeah, to quickle, a quickle, a couple of things that I want to go, you know, just let you guys know ahead of tomorrow. Wog one or what the fuck's going on tomorrow. So, um, <clears throat> um, the schedule for the podcasts are going to be. Um, Monday, uh, not on Monday, uh, Tuesday, you know, regular Monday Night Raw review, as usual, as par, right? Then, uh, and then we'd look at something to discuss at the end, you know, if there's like one big news story or, or fucking, whether it's like, um, whether it's, uh, predictions for Battleground or whatever it may be, um, Whatever it is, shit's, you know, going to be at the end of this. So normally, normal pay-per-view week, at the end of this podcast, at the end of Monday Night Raw Review, I'd give you guys the podcast, uh, the uh, predictions for Battleground, but I'm not. I'm going to leave that for tomorrow's um, video, uh, for, uh, for tomorrow's podcast. So normally, just so, so you guys know, it's me on a Tuesday, Monday Night Raw Review with a either predictions or just something else at the end of the podcast like a discussion or something and then the next day obviously we're reviewing the Smackdown uh, and then with the news of the week so Tuesday to Tuesday worth of or Wednesday to Wednesday sorry worth of news in that um in the uh in the podcast uh so yeah that is just the 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 schedule for me at the moment that's the way shit's gonna get run uh, normally I've got that nice, nice little day in between, um, but fuck it, uh, probably no more NXT, uh, just because NXT normally, like, it comes out on a Wednesday night, and these podcasts will get, you know, they'll be putting up during the day, so this won't be time for me to just put NXT out, which I'm not that worried about, purely because NXT is just a bit fucking boring right now, but, um, you know, I did say this is me a short podcast, and I've just spent the last fucking three and a half minutes just talking about some bullshit. So, without any further doubt, let's get on. Let's crack on with a bit of WWE Monday Night Raw results and review for July 18th, 
Oh yes, oh yes. This was a good Monday Night Raw. And obviously there's a lot of fucking hype just going into fucking this Monday Night Raw. In general, because the draft is looming, it's excited times. And this opening segment generally got my balls very, very happy. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah, so straight away the show opened with Stephanie Man announcing that Raw... Um, Yes, welcome everyone to a Raw, and then obviously, good old Shane McMahon comes out and um, disturbs her. Uh, they have a good bit of back and forth. This opening segment, just in general, was funny. It was fun. Yes, it was good. It was just probably one of the best moments. You know, when it comes to awards later on, it'll probably be the moment of the night because it was just so good. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, so basically, the Stephanie Moran and Man had a bit of back and forth, uh, which then resulted into Stephanie Moran announcing that Raw would have exclusive rights to the uh, Cruiserweight division. Holy fucking shit. That means a couple of people from the Cruiserweight Classic are going to get pushed up to the main roster straight away. Wow. Wow, were we? Wow, wow. Um... Holy shit, and this just makes it sum up quite nicely because I can see people like Neville, Sami Zayn getting put onto Monday Night Raw, and then people like Kevin Owens, I believe. It's, I don't know if he's a cruiserweight and shit, but uh, who else is a cruiserweight? I'm trying to think of someone that's like Kalisto, boom, on um, on um, Monday Night Raw. So you can kind of see where people are going to go. You can kind of try and figure it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll just see how it goes, I suppose. Um, and then she went on to announce Mick Foley as the Raw General Manager. Right, so at the moment, Raw is three hours. Um, they've got Mick Foley as a GM and um, rights, like exclusive... But just basically, they just exclusively got the cruiserweight division. Now, is this gonna fill up? Like, cause this, does this mean that like you're gonna get big names get put onto like old names get put onto Monday Night Raw, or are you gonna get the veterans and the you know the Chris Jericho's and Randy Orton's and, and people like that um, on SmackDown? You know, it's just it's very. Who knows where anyone is really gonna go? Um, so it's very exciting times. Um, and then uh, good old uh, Shane McMahon announced that his um, general manager is no other than Daniel Bryan, which got leaked last week, which is a bit gutting. Um, but like, geez, that's just gutting that you've like it got spoiled because that would have been such a great little surprise because um, people already knew they're already chatting yes 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 um, a shame but I hope you can't really moan when you've got fucking Daniel Bryan as Raw GM I suppose um, uh, yeah and then we got a couple of rules uh, about the draft so it basically says that Raw is going to have the first draft pick um and I'm going to elaborate on this later on because there's some stuff that happened during Monday Night Raw. Or should I say at the end of Monday Night Raw? And the announcement that I got made later on in the night after Monday Night Raw finished. Um, 
which kind of makes sense on what's going to happen and, and, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, Monday Night Raw are going to get the first draft pick. Um, and then for every two um, draft picks SmackDown get, um, Raw will get a third. So, you know, it will go like, I think, if I'm, off the top of my head, it will go Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown. Raw, Raw, SmackDown, um, and that's gonna how it's gonna work, um, yeah. Which I think just just it obviously makes sense purely because they've got a bigger show. Like the three hours, you need to fill it up. It just makes sense. Um, why not? Uh, and then we also got told that six NXT superstars will be drafted um, to. The, the you know we'll, we'll be involved in the draft so it's pretty much hit the nail on the fucking head right um, I, I think uh, a live event over the weekend you had Finn Balor Shinsuke Nakamura um, Chad and Ga- uh, Chad and Gable no no not Chad and Gable just Chad Gable and Jason uh, Jason Jordan yeah uh, basically American Alpha and Bailey all having a weird like kind of thing in the middle of the ring and they're all celebrating and shit. They did like the little bullet club in the in the middle and then did Shinsuke Nakamura's little cel- like little entrance thing um, on the ropes and it was basically there are five of the six. Now the only other person who makes sense. So personally, why things can happen? Yeah, obviously. Well, five are basically confirmed. Obviously, Finn. American Alpha, Shininsky, and Bailey. They're they're the five, but it said six, and the only genuine person I can actually think of is Hideo Itami. He has returned into, you know, for for uh, what's it called? Fucking, he's returned in uh, to um, like full competition. Like he's back from his injury. He's been back for a while, uh, but he's only been doing live shows. He hasn't been doing any NXT tapings. And I just feel like mm, that might make a bit of sense. The only other person I can generally think of is like someone like Ty Dillinger, who's just been in NXT for so long um, that it just it just would make sense for, to bring them up. Or you're looking at um, a diva. So the three divas that, or the three sorry, the three women's wrestlers that pop into mind is um, Nia Jax. Alexa Bliss uh, and uh, Carmella. Now they're the only ones that really make sense right now. Um, I feel like they would just do it just to make it, you know, just give it a bit more sense, you know. Um, four lads, four males and two females. It just makes sense. You can split that evenly in the middle uh, with two males, two males, and then a female on each different brand. So it just does make a lot of sense. But anyway, fucking SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown. Um, let's just get on to some matches. So, basically what they did uh, is filled up Monday Night Raw with as many big-ass tag team matches as they could because of they might potentially never happen again. Okay. So, first match we had Sami Zayn, Cesaro. Um, Sami Zayn and Cesaro, sorry. Go against Kevin Owens and... Um, Chris Jericho 
So uh, the match ended with uh, Sami Zayn getting a reverse school uh, schoolboy roll up um, from Chris Jericho into a uh, inside cradle type thing uh, to get the uh, the win. Basically, he got a fucking fruit roll up victory um, for the faces to go over there. Um, good match, I suppose. Everyone got their little fair share in. Um, there was a much. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> oh my god, bless me. I'm leaving that on the podcast, fuck it. We're just like in the middle of a heat blaze right now. I've got the fan to my back. I'm sweating and freezing at the same time. It's just not good. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, personally, I don't know where. I'm not even going to try and predict where these people are going. Because I genuinely have no eye fucking dear. And we're just going to find out later on today. On the evening. That's like That is it. We are not going to find out. There you go. Um, uh, then Darren Young defeated Alberto Del Rio um, in a one-on-one matchup. Uh, the Miz and Maurice were on um, commentary. Uh, they did try and uh, dis- they did try to distract uh, Darren Young, but it backfired because he was able to uh, pin Del Rio um, with like a bridge, like a bridge type roll-up type thing. Cool. Um, that was fun. Uh, and then, uh, the club and the White family, madness, uh, took on the team of John Cena, Enzo Amore, Big Cass, and the New Day. What? Like, just an amazing match. And before this match, we had, like, a very, very fun, you know, just a good feeling, like, it was all fun and games, like, it was all, it was just a good segment between... First, we had John Cena come out, and then he invited Enzo More uh, and Big Cass, and obviously Enzo More did his thing. Uh, he said something like, um, "The best comment is you definitely need to go to him." He said uh, he was dissing the whole of Club. So he's saying uh, AJ Styles got soccer mom hair. Um, Luke Gallows, um, he goes, "Thankfully on Earth, we've been gifted some beautiful people." Uh, unlucky for Luke Gallows, he's not one of them. Basically, he's calling him ugly as fuck. Uh, and then we got Carl Anderson, and he's got basically called generic as fuck as well, which does make a lot of sense because he's a very generic, basic, basically packaged, you know, wrestler. Um, he's looks like a wrestler to be fair, like generic ass wrestler. Um, but yeah, so the match um was fucking wicked. Like every time I see. Xavier Woods wrestle it impresses me every time like how did this guy not get a singles belt because he is so good it's a joke unless his wrestling's really picked up recently jeez this guy's just a bit good man like pff, very 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 good like pff, I don't know what to say man it was just he was just killing it man like I didn't realise he was such a good wrestler, just full stop. Didn't realise he was such a good wrestler. Um then um so yeah, so everyone got there like there was that one there's always that one big segment where everyone got their finishes or signature moves in and then the whole thing gets cleared. Um but the match did it therefore end when en- uh Enzo Mora accidentally clotheslined Cena in the mouth and the face, uh allowing AJ Styles to hit Enzo with Styles Clash for the win, uh for the club and the White family to to, uh, to pick up the win. Uh, and to mention, also, uh, right at the end of the match as well, 
um, the Wyatts and the New Day kind of like battled off the ramp, like on the ramp, and then they battled away into like backstage area. Prison just stopped, um, and then that finish happened. So yeah, uh, and the next match we had was between uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch um, going against Charlotte and Dana Brooke. Um, uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch won by disqualification when Nat- Natalia, 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 I fucking can't even talk, attacked Becky Lynch while she was just in her teammate's corner. After the match, Charlotte and uh, Dana Brooke uh, continued the attack on Sasha Banks and just looked like gen- general heels. Uh, and then we had a match between Rusev and Sheamus going against Dolph Ziggler and Zack Ryder. And then Rusev forced Ziggler to tap out to the accolade. Um, Ryder consoled Ziggler after um, Rusev like left. That that was really it. It was a bit of a... These, some of these matches were like bad squash matches, man. Um... I'm pretty sure there was a match between. It's not written here, and I've missed it. Sinkara go against. Who the fuck did he go against? Do 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 do. Oh, Baron Corbin. He went against Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin basically just squashed Sinkara in minutes, um, and then he attacked Sinkara after the match, and Kalisto um, made the um, uh, like. Save, but it was noted that when Kalisto did that, these the Lucha Dragons aren't the Lucha Dragons anymore. Um, they are separate wrestlers. They are not going to get drafted together as a team. So most likely that just means Sin Cara is going to get put on SmackDown, and Kalisto is going to get put onto Raw, uh, Raw purely because Kalisto cruiserweight, cruiserweight division class slash cruiserweight title just makes sense that he's on Monday Night Raw. If if I was a betting man, I'd put a lot of money in that Kalisto goes to Monday Night Raw. Just a lot. Um, and then we had the main event. So the main event match is the WWE Championship match between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Um, so after the, uh, during the ma- near the end of the match, like there was good back and forth match to be fair. Uh, and the ref did take a bump near the end of the match. So both men's shoulders. Uh, the the ref like took a bump. Uh, just, he just took a bump. Uh, and then uh, both men were were like uh, on the top rope. Um, I think it was Dean Ambrose that went for a suplex off the top rope. Um, but as he did it, um, Rollins kind of like rolled up and the both men kind of rolled up so that both mem- both people, uh, was teams, um, both members' teams were... Um, both members' teams, what the fuck am I even talking about? Both Dean Ambrose and Seth on the shoulders were both on the mat at the same time. The ref counted it one, two, three, but obviously, both met. You know, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins' shoulders were on the mat, so um, it ended up being a double count out. Um, and then both um, the CEOs and general managers of both SmackDown and Raw uh, were watching the match from ringside. Um, then Stephanie, after the match, obviously, wants the bell. Rang Stephanie uh, raised Rollins' hand and Shane raised Dean's hand, but the ref was non-committed. And then after the match, uh, Stephanie got on the microphone and declared Seth Rollins the winner, handed him the belt. Rollins celebrated while um, the others argued, and the commentators were not convinced. Um, and then um, on the WWE after show type little thing that they did, um, what happened? Um, Strong Arena boss, top of my head, fucking. I'm pretty sure it was something like um, 
the ref asked for the, a replay to be shown on the Tottenham Um he saw the replay and he tells Lillian Garcia that it was a draw um, and therefore still your WWE champion was Dean Ambrose um, so that sorted that out and then right at the end of the war we got like a little video on YouTube just popping up on YouTube um, and WWE.com it was a backstage segment between Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon basically saying um, that um, there's going to be a rematch tonight on Smackdown Live um, for the WWE Championship so Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are going to have a match tonight on Smackdown for the WWE Championship holy fucking shit <laughs> um, wow well what a Monday Night Raw just great shit time for some award days and by award days I just mean awards um so do, 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 do. Um, we had um worst and best dressed now worst dressed um worst dressed uh wasn't a big fan of I just realized I don't know why but this week I just realized I do not like Charlotte's attire it's not like it's just very generic it's not the best hmm yeah it's not that good um, but best dressed Stephanie, my man, you looked a bit good, milfy type today. You just did. <laughs> Full stop. Worst and best acting. Uh, best acting was going to go for a double award uh, between Shane and Stephanie, my man. Their, their back and forth acting and banter was just great. That opening segment was fantastic. Uh, worst acting, probably Mick Foley. Um, probably because the whole time during this little promo on the, on the mic, he just kept looking like he was looking at Shane McMahon and then he kept looking at Stephanie but Stephanie was stood behind him and Shane McMahon was kind of like stood like on this other hand like so on his left hand side it was Stephanie behind him and then on the right hand side it was Shane McMahon in front of him and he just kept like, like he would look at Shane and he would like fully like just turn his body around and then look at Stephanie for a bit like mid conversation and then just turn back it's all but fucked up man like what are you doing mate uh, worst and best comment, I don't really know worst comment. Um, I don't really know worst comment. Best comments, there were a lot. There was one segment where John Laurinaitis, not John Laurinaitis, JBL even, on a commentary saying, oh, I wish you got, I wish uh, Byron, Saxton, Byron Saxton got drafted to um, the Spanish announce table. Um, and then something else happened after that, I can't remember what it was, but that's funny. Um, just the general back and forth between Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon. Fantastic comments there. Um, but, like, even when Stephanie McMahon was like, ah, Shane, you're all sweaty, what's the matter with you? Just funny little back and forth shit. But, definitely, comment of the fucking best comment of Monday Night Raw was just Enzo Amore's whole, like, promo on the, uh, on the club. Fantastic shit. I've spoken about it earlier. Fantastic, yeah. Well done, mate. Best comment. Uh, worst match, probably the Baron Corbin and Sting Horror match. It was just a waste of time. Best match, the 12-man tag match. It was just fun. It was chaos. It was everything you wanted from a 12-fucking-man tag match. Fantastic. Um, worst and best move. I still love watching good old... Um, oh, what's it called now? Um, Cesaro do the... Uh, 
the springboard uppercut corkscrew type thing. It's just such a wicked move and it just looks so nice on the eye. Fantastic. Um, worst move. Was the video my worst move? I didn't like, I suppose I didn't really like the end of the the match between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I just didn't like the, 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 the way it ended really, I suppose. Um, but they needed a reason, I suppose they did need a reason to have the match again to not hurt on SmackDown, so I suppose that makes sense. But still, hmm, a bit weird. I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, then we got worst and best moment. Now, worst moment was hmm, I don't know actually. Worst moment, the fact that they had to air that last crucial five minutes. On the fucking WWE network, why couldn't you just shove that in the show instead of having having stupid squash squash matches that just chucked that in the makes no sense, makes no sense. Um, best moment that opening segment, just fantastic. You know, we found out Raw general managers, uh, SmackDown general manager, and obviously the whole cruiserweight thing as well. It was just quality. Well done, WWE. Jeez, you killed it. You killed it. Well done. Um, and that is it for today's podcast of 25 minutes. Short as fuck, I know. I rushed it. Um, but I want to get something out to you guys. Because um, I'm just a bit of a nice guy like that, I suppose. Um, but yeah, this has been it for the 45th episode of Down for the 123 podcast. Obviously, go check out fucking all our battleground simulations on YouTube. Subscribe over there. Leave your comments on who do you think is going to win. What are your thoughts and shit? Um... Tweet me your predictions for Battleground as well, and tweet me your draft predictions if you guys see this before the draft even happens. Tweet me your draft predictions, let me know what you guys think is going to happen tonight. Um, and yeah, I suppose that's been it. So, uh, this has been Saki from Down to 3 Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening, and I will catch you all tomorrow. Holy fucking, that's just weird to say. Uh, for the SmackDown and Battleground predictions, that's important. And I want to get some of your Battleground predictions. Uh, in as well so boom I'll see you there cheers